Hello, this is David King of singleadultministry.uk. Welcome to our author podcast. In these podcasts, we give the opportunity to an author or speaker to share an inspirational thought of their own choice and in their own words. May you be inspired and encouraged by what you hear. Hi, this is Aukeleen van Abema speaking, author of Single in Church. And today I want to tell you something about Single in Church, because it is my newest book and it has been recently published. And um, the reason I'm so excited about it is that it is on all things singleness in church, validating singles in church uh, as a group that has to be seen and appreciated much more, uh, and also challenging singleness as a place most people don't want to stay in. So uh, my story uh, goes back quite a few years. When I first started addressing these issues, I was 28, I was single living in Amsterdam, and I didn't know where to go to find love, basically. I wanted to be married, I wanted to have a husband, I wanted to have children. Uh, I went to an evangelical church and I asked my mentor about these things And she said to me, oh, you know what, you just have to pray and wait and God will provide a partner. She also said some things about dating, but I didn't quite register those because I was so stuck on the whole praying and waiting thing. And I thought about it for a long time and I did do loads and loads of praying and waiting, but it didn't seem to lead anywhere at all and it didn't seem to make much sense to me because at the time I was also training to be a licensed counsellor. I was already a psychologist working uh, in counselling but I was training to become a registered uh, couples counsellor and a registered cognitive behavioural counsellor. And from both perspectives I learned things. From couples counselling I learned that actually relationship isn't magically fantastic the moment you start and it isn't so much about finding the right partner it's much more about becoming the right partner and also about growing together as a couple I didn't really know that I just thought my job was to look for the perfect husband which (laughs) apparently I wasn't very good at and from the other part of my counseling uh, education I learned that probably what was holding me back was a lot of fear. I was afraid to speak to guys. I was afraid to be thought of as sad, a sad single person the moment I started complaining about it. So I shut my mouth. I didn't say anything. Meanwhile, I I felt massively overlooked in my church and I felt like I was the only one failing at this whole relationship thing was, was apparently so important in church to be married. Because everyone talks about family and love and God's love is visible through marriage and blah, 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 blah. So with the things I learned, I started dating, which was freeing and challenging and all sorts of things. But I also started addressing the whole view of singleness, the theology of singleness in my church. I said to my pastors, Isn't it a bit odd that you always pick on family and marriage when a third of us is actually single? And we may want to be married, but that's not all our life is about. 
we also are quite happy most of the time. We have friends, we have jobs, we have a fulfilling life. Could we maybe talk about that a bit more? So I started a think tank, as you call it, in my church, and we came together with a bunch of single people, and everyone had the same needs. We all had loads of questions on dating, but all of us also felt like we should be valued much more for who we already were. Not people waiting to become married people, but just single people, complete as we were. So that's where we ended up challenging our leadership team. And it was a very, very good conversation. We had a series of conversations. And I think that kind of conversations are never finished. You don't just do that one time and then you're done with it. So all of that led to me writing this book, Single in Church. And what I do in the book is, first I explain the whole issue of singleness, the statistics around it, the issues single people face, but also the benefits of being single, because there are benefits as well. Um, and then in the second part, I look for what the Bible says about singleness, which to me was fascinating, because where the Old Testament is full of stories of relationships, none of those stories are really happy stories. None of the marriages are the sort of spiritual image you are sometimes given in church of the perfect marriage. All of them are very broken relationships, very broken families, and yet those are the examples that are given to us. And then comes the New Testament, and single people are often sort of hit in the face with, oh, but Paul says it's better to be single anyway, so what are you complaining about? That's not at all what Paul is saying there. If you read the New Testament in the context of the whole Bible, what you see is the Old Testament is all about the Messiah that is to come. It's all leading up to this big moment of a Messiah being there, coming to save us, right? And then at the very beginning of the New Testament, here enters this Messiah. And that is what Paul is saying. Listen, people, you don't have to marry and have children because the Messiah is already here. So you are now free to choose singleness if that is what you want. He explicitly adds that. We leave that out all the time, but that is what he explicitly adds. If it is what you want, I want you to know that it's a valid choice to be single. So here's where I landed. In the singleness in church, I want to talk about both. Yes, marriage is something to long for and something to strive for in a way. And something you can, in a way, achieve by dating, by becoming the one, by uh, challenging yourself in the area of relationships. But on the other hand, singleness is perfectly Okay, and let's talk about that as well in our churches. Let's talk about how it is good to be single, how God made us good all by ourselves, not to be completed by another person, just to be completed by him. That's the revolutionary message we have as church, because our society so often leaves us hanging in between marriage, devaluing marriage, um, overvaluing divorce and being somewhere in the middle between a relationship and not a relationship, but also devaluing singleness. So let's at church at our churches 
start to revalue singleness as much as we value marriage. That's my message to churches. That's my message to leaders. And that's my message to single people as well. Because I believe that by cooperating on these issues, by keeping this an open dialogue, we can, uh, from both sides, contribute to churches being a much more single-friendly place. So here ends my sermon. I hope you'll buy the book and uh, start this dialogue in your church. I'd love to be involved. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. At the end of each chapter, there are questions to discuss. So you can uh, take this as a very practical guide, very hands-on to have this conversation in your church and to figure out together where do we stand on this very important issue of singleness. Yes, Jesus was single. What does that mean for us? And yes, Paul says it is better to be single. What does that mean for us here and now? And where does that leave us if we're really longing for a relationship? And can we talk about that too? So lots to discuss. I hope you enjoy the book and thank you for listening.